Welcome to Talking True Crime. This is a special edition. We're looking at the disappearance of the case, which is ongoing now day 10 into the disappearance of Nicola Bully. We've got a number of people who are joining us as guests, and we've also got some footage that we're going to show you. We're going to give you an exclusive interview with Peter Folding. Peter Folding is a specialist. He runs his own specialist recovery team. He works for police forces up and down the country. He's a very close friend of mine. He is offered his services for free to Lancashire Police and also to the family. And he is on his way up there now to meet his team who left very early this morning to undertake a number of searches. We'll talk a little bit more in detail with Peter shortly. But before we do that, let's set the scene. Let's set the scene in terms of where we currently are at. I want to play you a clip from the superintendent in charge of the investigation. This is her current working hypothesis. At the point where uh, the bench is located, there is quite a steep drop to the... Albeit not high, it is steep. Um, and therefore, uh, whilst I don't want to speculate as to what may have happened, um, it is our working hypothesis that she's entered the water accidentally. Um, and, um, and, and that's why there is no further physical evidence on the field. So that's Superintendent Riley. She is the lead officer in relation to the disappearance of Nicola Bully. It's currently being dealt with as a uniform, not a, a criminal investigation, because their position is, is that they believe that she has gone missing, but there is no foul play. They've been very clear to say that their view is that she has fallen into the water. But as of yet, day 10, there is still no sign of her or any indication as to what has directly happened to her. The police themselves have been very clear to say that there is no supporting evidence that she has fallen into the water. There's no footpart, footprints on the bank, and indeed there is no evidence in the water. But that is their working hypothesis. So let's look at the timeline in relation to Nicola's disappearance. So it starts on January the 27th. A43, Nicola walks along the path by the river wire having dropped her two children off at school at 8:50 approximately a dog walker who knows nicola saw her walking along the lower field with her dog their two dogs interacted before briefly the witness left the field and the river path at 8:53 there is communication from nicola to her boss via an email and then at 901 she joins a teams call now she has that muted and without video while she can still walk her dog. But she's listening to that call. Approximately 10 past nine, and it is approximate because there's no certainty in relation to this time. Somebody who knows Nicola, again, this would be a positive sighting, saw her on the upper field walking her dog, Willow. Uh, and when she saw her, she roughly guessed that it was about 10 past nine. But again, we can't be certain of that time. Then at 9.30, the team's call ended. But Nicola still remained on that call. She didn't log off at that point. So we don't know at that point whether that was the time that she just before that she'd gone missing. 08.35 approximately, Nicola's mobile phone was found on the bench by a dog walker. That's the bench that's now become quite synonymous. And in fact, we've seen over the weekend that it's now open to the public to walk past. There's some interesting facts in relation to what's been found. So the dog's, dog's harness was found on a bench or near to a bench with the phone and the phone was found on the bench. So the questions, of course, that are being asked is, well, if she fell into the water, why didn't she have her phone with her? Why was her phone on the bench? The alarm was raised eventually at 10.15 when 
uh, her dog, her Springer Spaniel, was found running loose. Now, there's contradictory uh, information as to where the dog was. Some say the dog was near to the bench and others say that the dog was some distance away. In fact, the police, even in their own press conference, have conflicted those two points. But what we do know, of course, is that the dog was running free and without harness. The search now has been going on for 10 days. I just want to bring in my, uh, the local reporter from that area. Uh, that is the uh, Lancashire Telegraph. David is the digital editor there. David, thank you very much for joining us. David, a massive story, not just for the people of Lancashire, but it's now become national. Absolutely, yeah. I think the circumstances of what's happened with it being a mother of two young children who seemingly just vanished into the blue, it's really captured the attention of people across the country who really wanted to be found as soon as possible. And something the police have been very clear about is talking about how safe the area up there. Now, I've been critical of that because actually, you know, crimes happen in all kinds of areas. But this really has gripped your community. And, and I guess in a way probably brought a certain amount of fear because of the uncertainty. Yeah, St. Michael's on Wire, where it's happened. It's, it's a really, really small village. Only a couple of hundred people live there. It's, it's in quite a rural location. So it's not the type of place that you'd associate with crime um so i think it's that's why it's really hit home to the people who live there because it's it's not something that they they see regularly such a big police operation on their doorstep uh, and what are the feelings of your readers your readership are they really worried um uh, people are, are really concerned about our welfare obviously and there's been a lot of, of people sending their well wishes to a family, particularly her two young daughters who were who were both aged under ten. Um, it's it's one of those things where it's you just can't imagine it happening. Your mum going missing, or or your partner going missing, and seemingly without a trace. I think it's really struck a chord with people. One of the things that, of course, is very clear is the shots of the river. Now, the river wasn't under flood. And as you can see from those shots, Jodie, if we can just pop them back up again, that, that river has very little flow on it. Yes, it ebbs and weaves round uh, corners, but there is very little flow on that river. Have you had incidents where people have fallen into the river and have died? Around that location, I'm not too sure if it's, if it's something that's happened before, but it has been particularly cold up here in the past few weeks. Um, so the water could be very, very cold. And obviously we know from um, previous incidents where people have fallen through ice, like there was the, the incident in Birmingham, um, cold water shock can hit people really quickly. And if she has fallen in, even if it is still water and, and not very deep, the shock, it, it could have had devastating consequences. Yeah, Jodie, let's just pop that drone back up. I think we can see in the corner of that drone shot the abandoned building. There was a, an abandoned building, a very grand abandoned building, directly, almost directly opposite the park bench. That's featured quite prominently, David, hasn't it? Um, in terms of searches, you know, the police have searched that area. You know, in terms of when you're looking for someone that's gone missing, you're going to look at abandoned buildings and things like that. I mean, are there that many abandoned buildings around that area? That seems to me to be quite a grand building that's abandoned. To be honest, I'm not too sure. It's, no. it's given given how quiet the area normally is. It's not something that we're we're too clued upon. 
No. Okay. And your readerships are following this story very closely in relation to, have you, have you had reporters down to the scene? Um, we tend to focus on the Eastern part of the County. So it's been right. a little bit with staffing um, situations as they are. It's not something we've been able to get out. So, but there's been, there's been extensive coverage from, from yeah. the PA and from a uh, police who've kept. And certainly you've been covering it at the Lancashire Telegraph as well. Yeah. Brilliant. David, stay there. I'll come back to you very shortly. I just want to talk to you now in relation to Peter Folding. So Peter Folding is, he runs a company called Specialist Group International. They perform searches up and down the country for uh, UK police forces, predominantly in the south of England, which is where they're based in Dorking in Surrey. Peter himself, a former Royal Marine, is a confined spaces expert. But for years now, he has pulled together predominantly former uh, um, special forces as well as marines and army personnel and he uses those military experience to go and do searches for in water using divers but as well as on land looking for bodies peter when i spoke to him this morning he's got an incredibly busy time his team are up there peter gave me a few minutes whilst he was in his helicopter flying up there this is what he said to me about the search that's going on Hi, Peter. 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 Oh, good morning, Bob. Good morning, Peter. Peter, you're flying on your way up now to Lancaster to offer your help in relation to the disappearance of Nicola Bully. What's the plan? Right, the plan, we've had a briefing from Lancashire Police, a thorough briefing this morning, and we're there to assist their teams working closely together. Uh, we've been tasked with a lower area of the river, down from the weir to search using our side scan sonar. We have our divers with us as well, but um, while the police continue their searches further upriver, this gives us a, a much, you know, better chance to get in the river clear, clear a lot quicker, really. With and with that, we bring the expertise with our high frequency side scan sonar. Pete, we've worked together on a lot of cases. Just for our listeners, just give them an insight in terms of how that sonar works. So what it does, Mark, it, it, we behind the phone, a total link with Tony Vision on the short cable, and uh, it will send down waves across the seabed or riverbed, um, and we can scan up to sort of 30 metres wide, or 60 metres wide, what they call a swipey to sweep in one go. And this one will be using metres high because it's quite a narrow river. Um, and then it sends down waves, it hits the target, and it comes back into a computer, returns the signal, which then I interpret that signal and I get a basically I get a crystal clear image of the bottom it's it's not a, a photograph but it's a, a very clear image every rock every stick laid on the bottom it's very very clear because it's such high frequency 1800 kilohertz the higher the frequency the better the definition and it's a 55,000 pound cost but it's, it's the best fit in the world for this type of work uh, where divers, where divers can search a small area, this can scan a very large area, and once we get a target, and then from there we can basically put put a diver in to confirm what that anomaly is. Generally, a body will show up as a body. I can see it very clearly because we deal with a lot of drownings there, unfortunately every summer, and you know, I, 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 we find them very quickly using the sonar. Pete, what do you know about the river, the depth, the the pace of it? it well, it looks from all the, the, the reports I've had, it's, it's quite slow moving. The river is not in flood. If, if we 
we had lots of rain a week before, then the river could rise and the, and the and it would flow very quick. But it's moving very slowly, but it's very it's shallow in places, it's deep in places. So it's, it's going to be a, a bit of a challenge with the, you know, sonaring parts of it and then getting out the boat, moving the boat around. But um, the good thing is, patches of it are shallow, which can, can be clearly seen, searched by, you know, water teams wading. Uh, but we'll be concentrating on the deeper water. Right. There's quite a there's quite a lot of movement around the riverbanks as well, isn't it? You know, it moves to an angle. So there's a possibility that if she has gone in the water, she could have been caught. Yes, that's correct. Mark. I mean, bodies. What we generally find in normal benign water, non non tidal fast water, then when people go down, they're generally not where they actually went down. Um, Nicola, if she, there's hope she's not in there and she's alive somewhere, but she, if she is in there, then I'm totally confident that we'll find her. Brilliant, Peter. And just the final word, you've obviously been in contact with the family. They have very much asked you to come up and Lancashire Police have agreed. Uh, it's a very difficult time for them. It's a very difficult time, Mark. And, you know, my thoughts go out to the family and all the friends. I deal with so many grieving families every year. It's, it, you know... It's, it's not nice to see for anybody, um, and, and I just hope that we can bring some form of closure, along with the police teams who are working extremely hard on this, um, and we, we make a, a, a great team working together to bring closure. Brilliant. Well, up and down the country, you work with police forces. I have the utmost respect. You're a great friend, but also you're brilliant, you and your team and what you do. So we're all behind you. Keep us updated, Peter, and look after yourself and safe rest of flight. Thank you very much, Mark. Take care. Bye-bye. So that was Peter uh, very shortly or a short time ago on his flight up to uh, Lancashire. He'll be there now. He's certainly landed and he's making his way across to meet the rest of the team. Uh, And this afternoon they will start their search. They're aided slightly by the length of days now. So obviously there is more daylight. So they'll be able to work as late as possible. They do have Uh, lights as well so they may well work very late into the night I would expect I'll try and catch up with Peter later and give you updates on either the or on the many social media platforms I have so let's look at that in particular what Peter was saying so one of the things that strikes me is the flow of the water so we can see that flow of the water and I know because I've been on many searches with Peter and in fact he has done you know, all the recent searches for me looking for recovery of bodies. And, and I've been out with him when he has recovered bodies. Uh, and what is very true is that it tends to be where the person goes in, they are not far away from there, uh, unless, of course, there is a flow. Now, we can see from that river, there is very little flow. And in fact, at this period of time, it is quite shallow as well. So I would be expecting to find Nicola in a very short distance away from where she fell in, which is around that area that we believe. Of course, that's where the mobile phone was left on the park bench. They're going to be searching that area, but they'll also be searching much further down in some of the deeper water. So did Nicola fall in? Well, we don't know. It is the working hypothesis of the police. It is a position that they have adopted very clearly. And it is now causing problems. It's causing problems, particularly for the family. We've had reports over the recent days where the family have said that's not true. It can't possibly be true. She can't have fallen into the water. Someone that is obviously very close to her and someone that that knows her probably better than most people is her partner. Her partner has spoken out in recent days, giving his view in relation to uh, what he's going through. Let's have a listen to his clip. 
and talk to me. So, I mean, we're talking to you at, at such a difficult time. Just tell us your your thoughts and emotions at the moment. I don't really have any anything to say other than what the family said yesterday. Um, my whole focus is my two girls. Just staying as strong as I can for them. I'm scared that if I put any focus into anything else, it's going to take my, you know, focus off that. So I've got to be very careful. Just hoping to goodness that anything comes out from the interview yesterday, no matter how tiny. Uh, just say a massive thank you to the community, friends, for everything that that they're doing. It's absolutely incredible. I just can't believe that that we're a week on, and as yet, it, it, it seems like we're no further on. It just just seems it just seems absolutely impossible. Just, just like a dream. I just can't cannot get my head around any of it. I mean, you, you're left sort of trying to make sense of the of the census, aren't you? It is just such a mystery. Yeah. It. It is. There's just no... Every, every single scenario comes to a brick wall, every single one of them. And then all we're doing is sitting there going round and round and round, going through every scenario, and then go back to the, f the first scenario again and do the whole thing again. And then... And it, it's just all day long, that's all we're doing. That's all we're doing. How are, how are you coping it must be so difficult like you say your focus is is on the girls and it and it has to be but yeah it, it must be so difficult i don't know how i'm coping i i can't, I, I don't even want to actually think about that just focus just like i say it's just about the girls that's it i'm there for them um i, can't, I don't want to really elaborate on that i just i don't want to take my eye off that it must be heartwarming to see the the public response. Hundreds of people trying to help. It's amazing. It's uh, it is right now. It's the only thing that we can take is you know that level of support is out of this world. Um, it gives us a, a great amount of comfort knowing that there that's going on. They don't have anything else, do we? Well, there's hope. There's, yeah, we're never ever going to lose the hope. Of course, we're not. Uh, but like, but right now. It is as though she has vanished into thin air. Like, yeah, just it, just insane. So that's Nicola's partner, Paul Ansel. And of course, the comment he makes at the end, people don't just vanish. There is a reason why people go either individually, a decision, a choice they've made or a third party involvement. I just want to, before I go back to David and to show some more in relation to what the police's view is, I just want to bring you a couple of comments that are coming in. And, and please do drop me your comments, your thought processes, um, and we'll share and use as many as possible. There's a, a comment here from David who says that he's just checked the flood alert service and the river is 40 centimetres deep at St Michael's this morning, which is very interesting. And, and actually, if you look at the um, footage, you can see how... You know, it does appear to be very shallow in that area there. I'm just going to have a look at some of the other comments that are coming in. 
um, and let's just work through them. So Matthew said, do you believe in the decoy theory? Matthew, I don't. I, I, there's, I can't rule it out completely, but uh, it's possible, but it's unlikely. You know, you'd be suggesting that this is a staged process. Uh, and if this was a staged process, I'd expected uh, more than just simply leaving the mobile phone there. Uh, and in relation to the dog harness, I mean, what we don't know, of course, is why is the dog's harness off? And those will be questions that the police will be asking the family. You know, when they go out for a walk with Willow, is it routine to take Willow's harness off? Why would his harness be off him? So those are, are questions that are really important. And of course, we don't know the answer to that, but the police will be asking that. Let's just uh, look at a couple of other ones. Um, can't believe her body is not washed up after 11, 11 days. Well, bodies, I can tell you, do sometimes get caught. And we heard Peter Falding earlier talking about the fact that sometimes they can get pulled under. Uh, but that does tend to be in the location where they go in, particularly if it's close to or particularly if it's uh, not fast moving water. But you can see there, there sometimes is fast moving water, in which case that will move a body some distance down river. Uh, the police obviously are searching that. They've been searching that now for the last 10, 11 days. And of course, Peter's team now there will provide extra support. The sonar piece of kit he's got is brilliant. I've used it. And it allows them very quickly to search a very large area with real depth. And, and basically, they run it up the middle, the, the distance there, they'd run it up the middle of the Lee uh, water. And it would give uh, an indication both sides. And, and if there's something in that water, you know, a body, it will find it. It will see it. Uh, and of course, they can run that sonar the whole length. So even though they've searched it by hand, I would expect uh, Peter to go a short distance up river and then to run that sonar the whole length or as far as he can possibly go uh, with that, with uh, practicalities. Uh, and that will give him an indication straight away uh, whether or not she's in that water. Uh, and I feel pretty confident knowing Peter as I do and the way that the search team works that by this evening, uh, we will know whether or not she's in that water uh, at that point and obviously as far as they can go. Let's look at some of the other questions that are coming in. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm having to vet these slightly as I, as I go through them. Uh, the caravan park has that been checked with sniffer dogs i don't know but there is the caravan park those people who have obviously been following the story there's the park bench and then behind the park bench there is a gate which leads to a caravan park so you can just see where that gate that bench is to the right of that uh, there is a gate that leads to a caravan park uh, and that caravan park has been checked by the police i don't know to what degree but one would hope that they've put you know, all the resources in there to check it out um, and I know that certainly the owner of the caravan park is someone that has been involved as a witness and has given information uh, to the police. Uh, is it possible the police know more than what they're telling us? Well, of course they will. They'll definitely know more. They will be doing a very clear background research in terms of Nicola herself. They'll be building up a you know a whole background checking to see who she's been in communication with, you know what her likings are who she has contact with through mobile phones, friendships. So they'll be doing a full background check in relation to her building that up. And of course, that won't all be being shared. But do I think they have something up their sleeve that they're holding back from us? No. You know, the, they're very clearly saying this is a missing person, not a criminal investigation. Uh, and their working hypothesis is that she's gone into the water. Uh, that is the basis. And they, of course, saying that because there is no evidence to, their, to for them to say that there is foul play. Um, 
let me just keep looking through. Whilst I look at this, let's just have a quick listen to the Superintendent Riley. Now, Superintendent Riley has given her views in terms of the search and what they've been doing. Jodie, let's have a play of that. Precedented number of search resources have been searching the river and the bank. This includes drone, the helicopter, police divers, sonar equipment, pole cameras, underwater drone, and staff wading the shallower parts of the river. We've also had search dogs that are specially trained in the area from both the boat and the riverbank. And this has included the area where Nicola went missing, but also upstream of where she went missing and the 15 kilometres or so down to the sea. So how far is the uh, riverbank and the bench to the road? About 100 metres, not too far, certainly accessible fairly easily. Um, and you could make your way out of there. You know, one of the things that police have talked about is this window of opportunity. And a window of opportunity is a really key term that one would use in policing. Because what it means is that during that period of time, it is an opportunity for an offender, for a third party, or alternatively for that individual to, to, to disappear, to go away. And that window of opportunity, of course, is the time period where there is no sighting of that in, of the individual concerned. Uh, and in Nicola's case, they say that there is a window of opportunity about 10 minutes. It's probably slightly more than that. If you look at it, that there is an absolute certainty in some of these sightings and in individuals, obviously, time wise, they can't be entirely accurate on some of that. The other thing is that uh, opportunistically, sometimes things just fall into place. So the hardest things to solve are disappearances or abductions when they're by strangers. So we have a stranger attack rather than a planned attack. That tends to be far more opportunistic and it's much easier for them to get away with it. It's unplanned, so there's no footprint in terms of what's taken place. I'm not saying that's happened here, but that small window of opportunity of 10 minutes, 15 minutes, actually only needs to be a matter of 10, 15 seconds. It's that quick that you can actually abduct someone and you can get away. Alternatively, you can get away yourself. Because of course, if she had a plan this, then she would have put in place certain things. But if she has planned it, then the police, I think, probably quickly will find evidence of that. Of course, nowadays, everything we do has a footprint. Everywhere we go has a footprint. So you can go on the internet and find out where they've been searching. You can use a mobile phone to where they can be searching. So it is a mystery. It's a mystery that has grabbed the public's attention. I just want to bring David back in here now. David, a mystery that seems to not be going away. Why do you think this has grabbed the public's attention to the degree that it has? I think it's just the fact that, she's, that she has just vanished, like her partner said, into thin air seemingly. There's, the police have had no luck in the river. There's been no other sightings of her. Um, from the witnesses who've come forward, it's it's a it's a it's a real just mystery about what's happened. Yeah, and of course, the fact that we don't know what's happened means that people then start to fill those gaps, and and of course, that's one of the massive problems with the police is that the police try to then fill some of those gaps because they want to try and give some information, and sometimes those words might be slightly loose. I mean, I, I I've been a bit critical of the police 
often in relation to that, using the words, the, the words of balance of probability. You know, those are terminologies that I wouldn't use in policing terms, but it's certainly something that they are using. As far as your readers and people uh, that are concerned, Lancashire itself is a very safe area. I, I always worry, worry uh, concerned when a police officer says, you know, this is such a safe area, you know, bad things don't happen here. But in terms of your position, I mean, you, you've, I don't know how long you've been at the Lancashire Telegraph, but even some of the nicest areas have had pretty horrific crimes occur. Yeah, um, the, 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 the big towns and, and big cities, they, they do have a, a, a more um, typical crime rate that you'd expect in, in built up areas. But when, once you get into the, into the countryside, it is a, quite a, a low crime area. Um, but as you say, things can happen um, in the most unlikely of places. So you can't really rule anything out, um, to be honest. And, and like you said, on the police filling the gap, they've been they've been saying things like, we don't want to speculate, but, and then giving a, a possible hypothesis. Um, but they have come out and, and strongly condemned people spreading rumours and, and theorising and, and stuff like that. So I think they, they want to keep it focused on a missing persons appeal at the moment. Yeah, they've been very clear right from day one to say that this is a missing persons case. Yeah, they don't believe there's any evidence to support otherwise. And they've obviously had that hypothesis that she's fallen into the water. I think today will be a massive day. This will be a turning point for the investigation. We will know by the end of today whether or not Nicola is in that water and if she isn't in that water, whether or not uh, she has you know, moved downstream to a degree they haven't been able to find. I don't know that area well enough, but what I do know is that Peter and his team will be able to establish by the end of the day whether or not she is in that stretch. And then at that point, it goes back to the police because the police are then in the position of, well, what is what has happened here? Because she has simply just vanished. It'll be back to the drawing boards to the, for the police. So that's really us. That's our coverage today. I think it's really important that we keep it tight and specifically to the point. Um, there are a number of people who are joining us and, and please do stay with us. You know, follow us on our social media platforms. Uh, I will be keeping you updated. I'll be talking to Peter regularly with regards to how his team is getting on and we will bring you updates. So do follow our social media. And if we need to jump back on, we will jump back on and give you an update. Uh, we'll see how it goes later on this afternoon. And if there is a particular piece of information that we think that would be useful to bring to you, we will bring it let, bring it to you. David, a very difficult time for the family. They, of course, are following the media coverage. And as you said, there are sadly always in these cases people who have wanted to give a view. And sometimes those views can be incredibly harmful and hurtful for the family's content. Yeah, if people suggesting... And there were some people pointing the finger at, at the partner, um, which which there doesn't seem to be any suggestion at all that he's been involved. Um, I'm sure if if he had been, the police would have been quickly onto that, um, and that that must be really upsetting for the family and friends to see if people are, are pointing the finger at, at innocent parties. Um, people are just being asked to keep an eye out and um, and share any police appeals just so that um, she can be found hopefully safe and well it's been a real it has really brought the county together um everybody is really concerned about her and her family so um it's there are some comments that have been made but it's it's a very small minority who are who are causing trouble 
Yeah, I mean, the public have really got behind this and, and all the public wants is for answers for the family. And of course, it has gripped people's attention. I think it's really important just to follow up on your comment. Now, I've dealt with you know lots and lots of families who have suffered loss. And I can tell you there is no predetermined behaviour when you are suffering with grief, when you are suffering in that position of you know, almost the spotlight sits upon you and loved ones will know that you know because what we do know within family situations when people go missing when things happen to them it's important to look at the family of course it is it's important to clear the ground from underneath your feet uh, and that puts a lot of pressure on individuals but the police have been very clear in terms of their, their view that this is her having fallen into the water they're not looking for anybody else uh, and as such you know the partner is absolutely not involved and ruled out in terms of the police aspects completely so Predetermined behaviour is a very difficult thing to look at, and I would warn and give caution to anybody who feels that it's appropriate to you know, look at what other people have been interviewed, family members, and particularly the partner, and, and try and predetermine what that is saying. So thank you, David, for joining us. Um, thank you all for joining. Please do keep an eye on our social media. We'll keep you updated in regards to how Peter's search is going and also any other developments in the case. Uh, and please do drop us your comments in terms of what your thoughts are, and I'll try and cover as many as possible. Thank you very much, Jody, for your help as usual. And please keep an eye out and we'll let you know when we're back. We'll try and see if we can jump back on again uh, either later tonight or tomorrow but certainly tomorrow we'll give you an update as to where we are and an update and a conversation with Peter Folding, who will be able to tell us how their day has gone. Thank you for listening and watching. Take care.